Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Have you ever felt depressed about work, only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job, and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant, and I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy, so that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could. At Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about stables, boys, and the combination of the two, which equals tragedy. I am Beth Elderkin, and I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? Well, Beth, I came home last Friday and ripped out the entirety of my entire small, like, half-bathroom, so I'm fine. Everything's fine. This is totally normal, (laughs) total reactions. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, to soothe my soul was some, you know, with this week's episode of some stable boy and the forbidden romance, like, just short of some bodice ripping. Like, it was, oh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I mean, when you see a title like The Stable Boy, you're you're expecting that full-on romance novel, Bodice Ripper, uh, which we we did not get. Something else got ripped, and it was not a bodice. No. It was, it was something bad, and it was bad and made me sad. <laughs> bad, sad, made mad, and sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 18, The Stable Boy, and this is the long-awaited origin of regina and snow's conflict this is something we've been wanting to know for the entire season why is regina so hell-bent on destroying snow's life and why does snow at one point in her life believe that she deserves it this is where we get that answer and it's a doozy it's a complicated one because mm -hmm. i was just gonna say so before we get completely into it just up top elevator pitch justified justified anger uh, you mean is regina justified yeah like like all of this like when you're finding out what this is do you put everything down and go you know what she's right f this girl or like cuz i mean my 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 opinion is complicated mostly that like i get why she's mad but then i'm remembering that snow is a child uh so yeah I think they're they're both right, and they both made bad choices. Okay. But but I think that they, yeah, I don't feel like either of them is 100% in the right or 100% in the wrong. As you said, I, I do think it's also complicated. Uh, and we're going to get, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that deep conflict because it is very complex. Um, and just, you know, quick. Quick side note, uh, the show is now back on Disney+. Plus. Uh, hooray. Finally Yay. can watch the episodes right before I tape again, which is really nice. So it's fresh in my mind. 
Uh, and the only other uh, key th- uh, team thing is I know the episode uh, was late last week. I do apologize for that. As you all know, I am expecting a baby dragon. Uh, baby dragon was being a little um, persnickety last week. So Listen. I was taking a little time. <laughs> baby dragons, they they do not slumber. That's This is why actual dragons give birth to them in eggs so they don't have to deal with this. Yeah. Um, gestating one in your in your mere mortal body uh, is, a, is a menace and terrible. So... Um, I'm giving you a pass. It's fine. Uh, because guess what? Uh, soon that baby dragon is going to learn how to open up the camera on your iPad or iPhone. And you're going to find out that your phone is just just moments away from having its memory completely full. Because it's just pictures of his adorable little face making just the most hilarious face of, oh, I'm taking pictures. <laughs> so, oh. you know. I want to see all of those. So just remember when your <laughs> when your back hurts or anything hurts, is just soon down the line you're just going to be mad slash just mesmerized by your own spawns. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, we are going to go ahead and dive on into this episode. And Abby, we're going to spend some time in Storybrook, where uh, where we're going to actually go a little bit into the past to see what the heck happened. How did that key end up in Mary Margaret's cell. I mean, obviously we already know, but now we really know. Yeah, this 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 took me off guard. Like I started watching the episode and I the way I watch the episode is I always watch it right before we record, but I'm usually like making dinner. So like I have it on so I can see it and I have my AirPods on so I can I can move about the kitchen. Uh they started talking in the beginning of the episode. I'm like, did I turn on the wrong episode? Like what? <laughs> because just no I feel like there was no like anything but it just was regina and uh mr gold speaking of i'm just so upset i'm i'm so upset that she just no matter what i do mary margaret just keeps winning um and i'm upset about it and he says well what if we framed her for murder (laughs) like (laughs) is the logical step obviously let's just you know what you you tried you know her boyfriend came back so we we married him off and now they're breaking that up. So, so what do we, you know what? Murder. Like, like, like the Mr. Gold Rumple escalation will always be my favorite thing. Like there is always just like, well, I don't know. I tried working out. So, and it didn't really work. I didn't lose the three pounds that I needed to learn. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go sacrifice my beloved animal. Uh, and then I'm going to become some sort of wicked being just so I can fit into this dress that I bought. Like, it's just an escalation that doesn't make any sense. I don't know what that was about. Anyway, <laughs> that's that. This is the um, the nice pavement for how we got to where we got last week. It is yeah. gold knew that the key was in there. It was basically his idea, probably. Yeah. yeah he, well, he told her. He told Regina to to like. Wouldn't it be convenient if the key was already in her cell? Yeah. What? And what? Then, what are the odds? And, and then, then she, tried when to she leave. tries to leave. She'll die, I assume. I assume that's what they think is going to happen. Uh, because no one dies when they leave Storybrooke. They just, like, the most the most drastic thing we see happen to anybody doesn't happen for a couple of seasons, and that person turns into a tree. So, like, ooh. Well, I think that, like, when, I think they're indicating that if you try to leave, for example, if you dry, try to drive out of town, something bad is going to happen to yes. you. Like, you're, you're going to crash um, yes. your car. Which, but if at she's walking, crashing you. But at this point, we're like we're trying to frame for murder. Why don't we just have some random dude hit her with a bat? Like, 
this seems very convoluted to just be like not getting a hitman of some sort. Like this is they're the thing in too small time, and then they go way too big. All very Winston Bishop from New Girl. You either go too small or too big. Like they're going too big. They're trying to frame her for murder. Uh, which then I forgot the random twist that happens at the end of this episode. Like I even I was shook. I was like, Oh, Whoa! you forgot about that? I oh, forgot I about all of this. I genuinely, again, I've watched this. I've watched this episode. I I watched it an hour ago. I watched it years ago. I forget how we get to this, to what I know happens at the end of this season. And we're a couple episodes out. Like, I don't know how it all connects. I just know at a certain point there's a sword and we're in the basement of the library. I just don't remember how we get there. <laughs> so I'm having a great time, guys. It's all part of the journey. The journey so, is just as important as the destination. So we're going to frame snow for murder. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, uh, hell yeah. And then <laughs> Regina does something that kind of makes me laugh is that she goes and she she constantly visits Mary Margaret in jail, which obviously stresses Mary Margaret out because... She has no privacy, and she does not understand why Regina hates her at all. Like, up until this point, up until even Emma showed up, I don't think Margaret had any interaction with Regina other than knowing that Henry was her, his, like, her, like Henry's mom. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, like, she taught his son. That's yeah, like, all. this would be like if the mayor of my town suddenly started framing me for murder and be like, I know what you did. <laughs> I don't know what happened, lady. Leave me alone. Uh, and so she comes in and she says, like, a weird thing. She's like, only only the guilty sleep in jail. But she's been there for four days. What do you think she's going to do? Just be, like, innocent awake? Just, I can't sleep because I'm so innocent. I can't <laughs> sleep because I'm so innocent. Also, that's a really tired trope from, like, back in, like, the 80s or something. It's, it's, it's. I, I mean, I guess Regina's kind of old school, so she would believe it, but I just kind of had to chuckle a little bit at that, because I was like, no one actually believes that? That's yeah. stupid. Yeah, I mean, just short of, like, having a toothpick in her mouth and spitting into a spittoon. Just, <laughs> I, only, only the guilty sleep in jail, Mary Margaret. <laughs> uh, so, they, they have a powwow, so when Regina's not there, uh... Emma is talking to Snow and is just like, oh, well, we need to figure out how to prove that this is fine. And Sydney walks in with a very fake looking glass. Oh my God. Hello. It's... Just short of it having like a Truman show style camera in it being like, I, I brought this. Yeah. It, it was like sharper. It's like she bought it at sharper image. Like <laughs> it doesn't look like anything that's supposed to fit on the set either. Like it looks like they pulled it from nowhere. Like just like. And the weirdest thing is, like, when she smashes it later, it looks like it's real flowers and there's water in it. Yeah. But here, these are the fakest flowers any yes. human being has ever seen. They look like they're they're not actually flowers. They're they're pencils that have like a fake flower attached on the end. Yeah. Like, like, he, he's I like I thought you could use some pencils. Like like oh I I figured Mary Margaret would like to be at home, so I took these from her desk where she teaches children. That's what these are. Uh, and he's just like, oh, I couldn't find anything on Regina. Sorry, not sorry. Um, we can't do anything about it. I also want to make a note how uh, there is that quick moment between uh, David and Emma where Emma rightfully chews him out for being like, uh, yeah, she's still pissed at you for yeah. betraying her trust and, and saying she committed murder. And then David's response 
is just a bunch of word salad. He yep. doesn't say anything of value in this whole episode. I forgot he was in this episode. Like, that's yeah. how, like, again, I watched this an hour ago. Forgot completely about him. But you're right. Because what I was noticing in that scene is the aggression in which Emma was putting her hair up. Like, this was just like, this, she's about to get some shit done. I've put my hair up in that ponytail before. Just like, you know what? My hair looked good down. Screw this. It's going up. I'm solving a murder. Here we go. Uh, because she also has the most bomb-ass jacket through this whole episode. I It looks amazing. I love the hood that's on this thing because it looks old school, but it's cool and leather too. So it's like, she's like, I'm old school, but I'm super cool about it. Anyway, she, so the whole thing is she just wants to be able to solve what's happened here. Because she knows, she knows, she believes that this isn't right. And she knows because she found the skeleton key in it. It's a, it's a Regina skeleton key. We found this in the jail. She knows that. And then even gold is just like, well, you can't, that, that doesn't prove anything. That doesn't prove she put it there. I'm like, yeah. Who, how, where else would it come from? How, who, Dust different prints. It was in a folded blanket, like in the jail cell. What is, she's the mayor. She's not a God. Like she's not supposed to be in certain places. Mayors have limit, whatever. So Emma is just basically like, I don't, I was just, I'm give up. <laughs> she gives up real fast. She gives up real fast and she gives up and she, she, <laughs> she does the thing only a desperate person would do. She searches a child's book for answers. She's in all the wrong spots too. Like she's looking at like Snow and Charming's wedding and she's just well, like. Before that is the pre-trial interview with oh, our special yes. our special guest i i had this placed wrong in my head yes, yeah no because, that no that's when emma is at her lowest point not because when pinocchio comes in is like i've got a solution because snow snow is just like you know what i'm innocent and this is what an, this is how you know in all snow's naivete and like just not understanding what's going on or how heavy this accusation is against her because again Remember last week when they were both kidnapped and, like, threatened and they thought they were both <laughs> going to die? Anyway, Snow's still being framed for murder. The highest of offenses. Uh, three episodes ago, she was upset because the town thought she was a hussy. Now she's framed for murder! So She's, she's had a bad said, time. But she, So she does what an innocent person would do and just say, that's fine. An innocent and trustworthy person who says, I will just talk to the DA and I will tell i i'm innocent so they have to know that from talking to me and then it all goes to shit real fast Mm -hmm. because that guy sucks and it's just like you got you were having an affair and you wanted her gone which yeah you're allowed to admit to that like again it it flusters mary margaret because the accusation in his voice but I, i i don't know again Naive and innocent, even in this situation, murder and adultery, not the same. So you're allowed to be like, yeah, I, I, I wanted this situation to be cleared up. I didn't want her dead. She was already leaving. Why would I have murdered her is all she needed to say. Like it was yeah. just the rest of the sentence. She was already leaving. I'd won. It was over. She was gone. Why would I murder her? Like I, doesn't make any sense. So anyway. This all goes, even Gold was just like, don't, don't fuck, don't. Well, he t- kept telling her to shut up and yeah, she stop. kept not shutting up. And like, she was holding her own for a little bit against Charming's yeah. father. 
yes. King George. This the guy who hates her in in the store in the fairy tale land. I like the idea that Regina just has like a bunch of asleep fairy tale characters ready at any moment's notice and just be like, "You're awake. You're the DA." She's like, "Yes, I am." Lawyers and laws. He, okay. I, I thought yeah. their dynamic in this scene was so choice. Oh, I. It was. It was uncomfortable. It yeah. was very uncomfortable to watch. Uh, guys, listen to your lawyers. They know what to talk. They know what they're talking about. Even if they're Rumpelstiltskin with like Even fourteen if other jobs, <laughs> because he knows how dirty they're going to play, and that's exactly what this guy did. This is what he did. He came in and he got her flustered, and it made her seem guilty again. She has evidence against her. A knife was the the knife was found in her possession. The heart box had her fingerprints on it. If those things weren't the case, I'd say she was allowed to do whatever she wanted, you know, because who cares? This is all circumstantial, even if she's mad and was just like, yeah, I hated that bitch. This, this ain't it. Yeah. This ain't it. Um, And so, yeah, so that doesn't go very well. So then, yes, I, I had the scenes flipped in my head. Yes, this is when Emma's just like, shit, I'm never going to get this woman free. Because something's wrong. And that is when our good friend August shows up and mm-hmm. has the weirdest, like, most heavy-handed conversation, heavy-handed, like, exposition at her, uh, in which he basically explains the plot of 21 Jump Street. Um, <laughs> and he's just like, the first thing you learned, like, you, you were doing one thing, and then you started doing something else. What if you were doing this, this third thing? But at the beginning, he's like, back to the scene of the crime. So they go, and he's just <laughs> well, like, oh, also, I'm coming too. A uh, quick side note, because it's time for Beth Elderkin's quick trip into uh, prop newspaper land. Yay! Yay! Oh, the best part. day. Um, again, whoever is doing the prop newspapers, bravo. Good job. I, You should be hired everywhere, because the, the, the articles are fully written. Because uh, there was the heartless one, and it's like an actual like news article, like someone was writing it decently. But then there was another one on the side that was about uh, a girl winning a regional spelling bee, and it was also fully written. But uh, it kind of made me pause because um, a, a regional spelling bee is the one you have right before you go to the national spelling bee. So I had two questions: one. How is it a region? Because a region is either a county or a very large municipality. <laughs> Storybrooke is neither. So either other kids are coming into Storybrooke, which doesn't happen, or she's leaving Storybrooke, <laughs> which also doesn't happen. And two, what is she going to do next? She can't go to Washington, D.C. No, they're going to give her a fake word uh, that she fails. Um, but I also, I'm like I said, I, I believe Regina's just got like a whole like warehouse full of asleep characters, many of which I assume are children, that she just like wakes up and is just like, here you go, you're awake and you are now a spelling bee champion from Baltimore and you are a spelling bee champion from Kansas City. Uh, and And then they just like go back to sleep later and we never see them again. So no one asks any questions, but that's fantastic. I always forget about the newspapers until you put them out to me. Thank you so much. (laughs) I love the Storybook newspaper, the the Storybook mirror. It's a, it is a legit good newspaper. You know what? It got good only after they fired Sydney. Uh, So, so then uh, August invites him along and set himself along to, uh, to, to crime investigation. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's so, going she gonna to crime. Yeah, she's going to go look for look for crimes. Uh, she They go back to the scene where they found the heart, which mm-hmm. this, this actually made me laugh, too, because it was just like, well, you weren't, like, it's like, what were you thinking at the time? She was on the phone at the time, so there were no looking for clues at the time anyway. She would have found that immediately, but it was Red who was there and screaming again. Uh, and we'll get to this part at the end again, but I do love the idea that Ruby is super squeamish. <laughs> like, she's just, like, so upset about things, but, like, Red is just like, whatever. It's just like, I'm going to genocide I, I, I'll an entire... <laughs> I'm just going to eat a whole person. So they go back and... Bet, bet something's wrong with August's legs. He, mm. he kind of stumbled. He said it was shin splints, which I totally believe. Definitely <laughs> what it is. We should definitely not think anything else about that. Mm. That's mm. What's, uh, what's going on there. It's a mystery. It could be it's a mystery anything. going solved. We might find I, out in, let's say, oh, uh, two episodes from now. I do like that there's lots of clues um, uh, about who he is in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, this one doesn't mean anything if you've not watched Forward anymore, but there is one point where Emma accuses him of being a liar, and he's like, I'm not a liar. And it's like, <laughs> how goddamn dare you? How? I'm affronted. How dare you? How dare you? I am a man, a real man who does not lie. Anyway, <laughs> um, so they go there, and they find the tip of a shovel, or a corner mm-hmm. of a shovel. It's a weird yeah. shovel that they were looking at, but I found a shovel piece. So what are we going to do? We're going to do the thing that all crime dramas do uh, and just, go, like, go break into someone's house. Yeah, they're going to crime. They're going to crime. They're going to go do yeah. some crime. Yeah, you, saw, you, you, you do crime to solve a crime. Yeah, we are going to do a crime. And you know what we're going to do to do this crime? We're going to involve an eight-year-old child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we... So Regina checks in on Henry. Henry is fake asleep. Henry then radios in and is just like... The eagle has landed. The eggs are in the nest. It was just like, I left my book, my code book at home. Just tell me what's happening. <laughs> like, so there's, there is a fun contrast here between Henry and young Snow, because both of them are asked in this episode to do something pretty secret. Uh, and while Henry is super gung-ho about it to the point where he uses like code words and code names, Snow is the worst. Just the um, worst at it. To be fair, Snow is the worst because she is, much like herself as an adult, a very naive person. She <laughs> oh just just wants to believe in good. And Henry believes in good, but Henry also understands that the bad people fight dirty. So sometimes we can't do what Michelle Obama told us. Sometimes we have to go a little bit lower. So... Mm. So that's what he agrees to help with. They break into the shed. They find the shovel is broken. Ding, ding, ding. We got her. Yes. And then Let's go talk about it at the sheriff's yes! station next to this plant. Let's go and have a very loud conversation next to these terrible flowers about how we're going to get a warrant. And we're probably going to just like be drinking heavily while we do this. And she shows up the next day like, open up, bitch. I got a warrant. I, I'm going to come and arrest you for all the crimes you did. And so they go in the shed and Beth, the, the shovel's fine. There's not a hole in it. It's yeah, there's no, well, yeah, the shovel's gone. She's just like, where is it? Where's this evidence? And, and 
And this this scene between Regina and Emma is very fascinating to me. Uh, I loved their interplay when Emma was at her door. Uh, I thought that their back and forth was really great. And then just, but then like the moment that Regina agrees to let her in the garage, you know that this, 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 it's not in there anymore. Yeah. You know for a fact that Emma's walking into a trap and yeah. Regina's just like cock of the walk. Oh, the nothing there. The the best part about this episode is the part where there are people that and this happens a couple of times, but it's the part where it's just like both of us know what's happening, but we're trying to pretend that we don't. And then we flip it on a switch, and then now we're both gonna openly talk about how we know that this is happening. Because when Regina is talking to Emma at the front door, it's just like, oh, I have an anonymous tip. An anonymous tip, do you? Yes, I'm so sorry they didn't leave a name. I'll ask next time. Yes, that's probably best that you do. Anyway, I need to get into your shed. Oh, absolutely. Both of them think they're winning. Only one of them is right. (laughs) And it is not Emma. And Emma goes bursting into the door like, got you, bitch. It's a, no. It's not right. And then they both, she's just like, I know you did this. And she's like, I don't know what you mean. I couldn't have possibly done that. But if I did, bitch deserved it. Like just short of just like flipping her off. Like it's, she's just like, I won. You can't win. It's over. I'm the baddest bitch in this town. because Mary I Margaret's it. a murderer and she's going to pay for what she's done. Yeah, and she's she, destroyed lives and I'm being very cryptic. She destroyed lives. Everything's terrible. And she will destroy no more lives from this point. And so Emma, Emma goes back and is mad. And uh, it's just like, you know what? This 50 cent flower piece is just pissing me off. And I think that it can be risked in my rage anger so i'm going to throw it i don't know if you've ever broken anything in anger but emma does this correctly um where she breaks something walks away and then she just goes back to look at it because i've done that where you like like ah and then you're like another great scene about this just slightly off topic is he's not that into you movie it's also Mm -hmm. got jennifer goodwin in it um and at the one scene that one character just breaks a mirror and, like, it's just like, ah, she breaks a mirror. And then the next thing she does is just like, and then goes against a broom and a dustpan, which is the most adult thing in the world where you're just like, I hate everything. Damn it. Now I'm the one that has to clean this up because I'm an adult and that's what I have to do. <laughs> but Emma looks down at the at the very real and very nice looking flowers now. <laughs> like, the props yes. were used very nice on the ground. And there is a, um, there's a bug in it. But not like wow, a, not what like a, a shocker. Flower bug. Not a flower bug, like a like a CIA bug. I mm-hmm. love, like, again, knowing what I know about technology, I love the idea that like anyone has like this little of a thing that's going to transmit. That I guess Emma thinks is broken <laughs> because she then puts it in a plastic bag, and I don't think disables it. So she's just walking around with it. I don't know. And I and I jumped a little bit. I forgot between between Regina uh, having the one up on her and her breaking this, she accuses August of ratting her out. And that yes. is when August yells at her and says, "I am not a liar. I would never do this to you. How dare you? How goddamn dare when, you? How goddamn dare you? Slam the door. Get out of my get out of my B and B. Slam. <laughs> Granny's gonna shoot you with a crossbow if you stay here any longer. So we break some flowers. We find a bug. August, I'm so sorry. Check out this bug. It's probably not been disabled. And Regina can hear the whole thing. I have this. I have evidence. It's fine. We did it. We win. Um, 
something else happens at the end of that scene. We'll get to that after we yeah. talk about the past. Uh, but let's talk about this badass scene between Regina <gasps> and Mary Margaret. But this might be one of the best episodes of the season, in my opinion. Um, Emmy-nominated worthy uh, conversation coming from Lana here. Because she comes in and she... Because, again, she is existing in a different kind of world. Because she has all of her memories. She knows what she's talking about. Mary Margaret is just this poor, frightened school teacher who's being framed for murder. And is scared. She's been living in a cell that does not have a toilet. So that just must be stressful because people just leave. So she just has to wait for someone to come back so she can pee. And she just comes in. She's like, I wanted to get one last look at you before you went away forever. And Mary Margaret is sobbing. Mm -hmm. She's like, please, I, I don't understand. I don't know why this is happening. I didn't do this. And Regina reaches through the bars and squishes her face and goes, no, I know you didn't do this, but you deserve this. So we're gonna keep on going. Just short of booping her on the nose. Boop. And and the 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 change in Mary Margaret's face is also just ten out of ten. Yeah. She is just she's sobbing, and then it's just this like, like you can feel it. Like I felt my heart crunch for a second because it's just that moment of what? Like what the what are you talking about? Like, I, so like so much is now happening in Mary Margaret's brain that she can't put together. There's mm-hmm. no falling into place. Like she's not going to suddenly realize, Oh, I stole her parking space. And now this is now she's framing for murder. She doesn't think she did anything wrong. The only thing Mary Margaret knows that she's done wrong is she had an affair with David. That's all she knows. And now she's being framed for murder. She doesn't understand. This is the kind of thing that like drip gaslight somebody into going legit like crazy like it, mm-hmm. it your brain do- is trying to put stuff together that doesn't exist and it makes you exhausted and that's where mary margaret is and regina is just you can tell like if she is just like if she could she just like gold would like gold beams would be coming out of her because that's how alive she feels right now it's happening everything she's worked for the curse is finally getting here this is what we wanted and now she's gonna quote i don't know die they're going to try to take her through city limits and she's going to just go get in a car crash and die or something. I don't know. But this scene is so powerful. It I really love this. Is. And in this episode, we learn the reason why. Yes. Why this, why Regina has held this grudge against Mary Margaret for so long. Uh, and we're going to travel way back when to a very young Regina. Who's, uh, got her 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 braid down her back she's got her riding gear she's a wild free spirit who is riding her horse along the range or field or wherever she is and she's just having a grand old time couldn't be happier no her saddle. dad is there no, no she just has like these like uh just the stirrups she just has the stirrups and the thing, but no, she's like going bareback. She's, 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 she's doing it hard. In, <laughs> in a dress, which that's a big ass dress. Like, well, no, she, no, she was in riding gear. She had pants on. Was she on. in riding gear? I yeah, feel like, with, I, pants I with the she's coat. in a dress? She's, she gets in a dress later. Okay. That's what I'm thinking of. Cause yeah. her dress looks awesome. But yeah. So she, she, her father is like super proud and he's, he's just like, you did so good. You're so great. And the mom is like, that sucked. Also, why are you doing that? Stop it. You're and, old. <laughs> and you guys, 
This is the first time we're seeing Korra, and it is legendary. Oh my god, I love Korra so much. She's such a good villain. Like, you're just like, oh, Regina's the worst person imaginable. Enter Korra. And Korra is played by uh, Barbara Hertzstein, or Barbara Hershey. And um, she's she's done a lot of stuff. Like, she was in Beaches, she's in Black Swan, she's just a, a big working actress, and... This, in my opinion, is one of her defining roles. Like, this this role is... It could have been played by a good number of women. It could not have been played by, in my opinion, anyone as well as her. Oh, she got a very good Dynasty vibe about her. Like, she yeah. just has, like, oh, yeah. Like, she walks into a room and everyone's looking at her. Like, I don't know who this woman is. Like, the moment she walked on the screen, I'm like, you know, like, the first time you watch it, you're like, who is this? And you're like, oh... I'm scared and afraid of this person. Uh, and yeah, she, she, she's so mean to Regina. Like, this is the part where you, you're like, I will never accept Regina. She's so terrible. And then you see this and you're like, Regina, don't call her an old maid. Like, I, I, I don't know how old she's supposed to be in this, but yeah, she's like, you're an yeah, old I maid. Mean, <laughs> I mean, clearly she, she's, she's older than I, she's older as a, a person, right. as, as, as an actor than she is as a character but right. it's, but I feel like she still gives us enough variety in her performance that we see this as a younger Regina and the way that she transforms throughout this episode is brilliant but like Cora is like full on gaslighting her own oh, yeah. daughter um, she's just calling her she's just saying like oh you're worthless you're you're never gonna amount to anything if you don't marry uh, if you don't act like a lady and uh, do do what I say, you terrible, terrible person. And then Regina's like, why are you, why do you hate me? And she's like, no, 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 you don't get it. I love you and I'm looking out for you. This is what's best for you. I love you. And it's like, we, like, you've met mothers like this. We have met mothers like this. Thank God I did not have a mother like this. I also did not have a mother like this. Respect but to mothers I, who are not like this. But, like, I had a friend who had a mother like this growing up. And, yeah, like, it's really unpleasant to see because, like, a, a person like that, and particularly a mother like that, can really crush you, which is fitting considering what happens in this episode and what Cora does. Just grind your spirit down to what they think it should be. Because they they feel like you have to be a reflection of them in order to be a worthwhile person. Because that's the only way they can feel worthwhile. And ugh, she's just so oh. deliciously evil. So what's what's great about this dynamic, and it and it's so hard because again, I'm I'm with you. I had a not a friend, but an acquaintance that had had an, a parent like this, and. The interesting thing that a parent like this can do is that they make their child feel itty bitty tiny in front of everybody. Like it, it is a dress down that they do in front of anybody and everybody all the time. Mm -hmm. But somehow they think even less of you. <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> you're standing by being like, wow, you're being kind of a shithead to so-and-so. But then like if that parent's eyes come to you, you are even worse. You are smaller mm -hmm. and even more extended. Because in a weird way, and this gets explored later, but in a weird way, Cora does love Regina. But she loves Regina as an extension of herself. 
mm-hmm. as a narcissist, uh, which is why these parents are insufferable because they don't yeah. let their child be their own person. Anyway, yes, like I want, I want to commiserate else, with you a little. And anyone else, like the laser-focused friend, is an obstacle to that. Is is somebody who gets in the way because it is a possessive relationship. It is not. It is not love as it should be. Yes, but. And it gets to the point where Cora literally uses magic on Regina to the point where Regina is crying and being like, I'll be good, mommy. I'll be good. And I'm like, oh, my God, Regina, you need hugs. I know you're a terrible human being and you're doing so many bad things right now. But, oh, my God, can I hug you? Yeah, because she also reiterates in this moment that she also she doesn't like magic and or doesn't know if she has magic or something to that effect. And you're just like, this is a very big episode if you've not known this was coming if this is your first watch because you're realizing that Regina has come from a place where she was just a a young woman who just mm-hmm. wanted to have fun who didn't care about magic and had a shitty parent like yeah yeah oh she's a person damn it stop making pe- people I'm mad about be people <laughs> stop giving them layers yeah ah, villains damn villains these get layers, layers. <laughs> these complicated layers uh, well, the also the stable boy it comes and well, stable boy, stable forty year old. Let's be honest here. Ah. <laughs> uh, comes in is like, oh, here's your saddle, and Regina goes, goddamn, get away from me! You. Terrible human being. How dare you interrupt me and my mom? How dare also, you. let's go make out later. La, 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 la. Yeah, I, I like the I like the the idea. It's just like no man's gonna want you, even though you have a commanding ability to to harness large animals it's just so funny like it's just like she's got big horse girl energy and i love it and so regina's just like how dare you hand me that saddle don't you this is a a saddle is a sign of my oppression no (laughs) but yes 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 and i i was trying to think when you said not stable boy more stable 40 year old i'm like stable man no it's not ready stable guy <laughs> stable, stable bro stable, stable bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she and the stable bra are having an affair and uh this is her her young puppy love this is her uh red and peter uh situation we've seen a lot of young love in this show uh it never goes well and it's not going to go no. well this time. Just giving you a heads up. I mean, I'm assuming you've watched the episode, but if not, uh, someone's like, "What? No, no!" <laughs> I yes, I do love that this show is just like, no, anyone that you're in love with, with as a teenager is going to die. <laughs> they all die. <laughs> well, later on, uh, Regina and Daniel are meeting at a secret rendezvous. He wants to come forward, but Regina obviously is like, "No, no, 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 no!" Did, have you met my mom? Because, yeah, you have, okay, you've met her, good. So then you know why we can never tell her. What are you talking about? Are you an idiot? (laughs) Again, this, when I first watched this, I was a little bit younger and I was still an adult, but it was, it it did always remind me, and it reminded me again of this, is that teenage logic, that teenage logic of, she'll she'll understand, she'll understand that, that we're in love and that our love is different. Our love is special. Regina. Like, I'm now I'm just imagining him as a bro. Like, it's just like, Regina, you have to tell your mom. You got to tell her how I can crush a Bud Light in under three seconds. Like, she will understand that I'm special and I have talents. And it's just like, he has no skills. He's a stable boy. Like, I, I'm probably, he probably has skills. And he's probably a very nice guy. But again, it is in a, in a world in which 
unfortunately, Regina, as a, as a, as a woman and being the only child as of now, she has to be the one, she has to go up. She has to climb upwards because yes. she cannot be selfish and leave. Like this is the entire thing of pride and prejudice, which with the moment she mentioned an old maid, it was that Charlotte line from the Kira Knightley pride and prejudice. Like I'm 27 years old and I still live with my parents. I'm scared. I'm a burden. <laughs> ah. um, yeah. But love is the most powerful magic. It can overcome death by heart squeeze. <laughs> it can overcome anything, even bitchy moms. Oh, can it, Daniel? Well, what it cannot con- uh, conquer or overcome is the sight and sound of a young girl, or should I say a young stunt double fleeing <laughs> away on a horse. The stunt double work in this, in this whole horse chasing was really funny to me because like, it's clearly a, a 25, a, a short 25 year old on the horse, but has to like, just to make sure we can't see that it's possibly a man. Uh, snow is like, just fully like fallen on top of the horse. and It's just like, like lying yeah. down on the horse. So we can't <laughs> see the face. Like, it almost looks like she got strapped down to the saddle sideways. Like, yeah. In what way was she riding and this happened? Um, but yeah, so she's just running, help me, help me, help me, please help me. Yeah, so and- she's, she's got a runaway horse and Regina, of course, a port horse, of course, <laughs> uh, decide, I, oh, that was not on purpose, I apologize, uh, it's like a, of course goes after her because Regina is a good person. And she manages to save Snow's life, a young woman, and they have a special bonding moment together where she's just like, "You gotta get back on that horse. Don't let the ho- don't let the, the don't let the man keep you down. Get yeah. back on that horse. It is freedom. This 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 is this is how we this is how we get our right to vote, young woman. Stay on that <laughs> horse. You get to do it. Um, and everything that follows this, just. I'm not going to criticize it too heavily. I get what they were doing and I get how this was working, but the way that they kept just be like, "Wish you saved me. You'll be the perfect mother and perfect wife to my dad. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the timeline on this is, um, shall we say a bit rushed as a kid say, as a kid say, sus. Like, <laughs> cause yes, uh, the, 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 I'm assuming the next day or maybe two days later, uh, Regina is getting into her writing outfit to go meet up with uh, Daniel for a little writing lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, writing lesson. Uh, <laughs> when Cora comes in, it's just like, no, 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 this will not do. And we get magic. And all of a sudden, Regina is in a dress that is not suited for her. I'm sorry. I love this actress. I love Regina. This dress. No, 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 no. No, this was a Cinderella dress. Mm-hmm. This, it was not her, like, again. I'm with you. I love this actress. And I feel like she can do basically anything. But mm-hmm. she has a certain color. And I feel like the light baby blue. Like yeah. this This also didn't help with the whole let's make her look younger. Because then putting a really young dress on her made her look older. So like there's. This didn't work. I'm with you. But it did have a very Cinderella vibe to me. Where she was just like what What would a princess. A down on her luck princess who's going to be queen need to look like. I know. Poof. And I'll also say, uh, apart from the braid, the hair that they gave Regina in in the in in the fairy tale land was just not good. This long hair, the long hair weave that they put her in with the extensions, and then the the prom queen circa two thousand one with the <laughs> with the little necklace around her, and then the horrible updo thing like just none of it was working 
Um, but alas, anyway, so she is in this beautiful dress because they've got a visitor. That girl that you saved from the on the horse. What a coincidence. I had nothing to do with this. I didn't plan this at all. Nope. Uh, you saved her life. Total coincidence. But guess what? She's the king's daughter and she doesn't have a mom. And the king doesn't have a wife. And oh, there he is. And he's just like, I hate this king. I do not care for Snow White's father. I'm going to say it here and now. Oh, hot take. He is a bad dude. Uh, what are you talking about? This 56-year-old man trying to marry a 21-year-old? You're right. Right. Well, everything we've seen him in so far has put him in such a bad light. And yet Snow, like, idolizes him so much. And I don't feel like we ever get, we never get a resolution to the fact that the man Snow thinks he was and the man he actually was are two different people. Well, and that's, I mean, I, I, A, you can you can equate that up to just, like, childhood folly of, like, I used to think my dad could, like, was like the strongest man in the world. Like, I don't know why. I used to think that he could probably bench press a car. He did not work out. Like, it's not like he was like some giant buff dude that was like going around just like, you know, curling refrigerators or something. But in my mind, like he was a freaking, he was like Captain America. I don't know why. I don't know what it was. Like, you just build him up. And I, I can't imagine that him dying as young as he did and also being murdered didn't color that a little bit so i don't know mm-hmm. if that was supposed to be implied or if maybe they just couldn't get the actor back to do like a hades thing where he's just like listen i was kind of a shithead i'm sorry <laughs> stop walking around caring about me because i suck like <laughs> i i just feel like his his awfulness as a character was something that just kind of came through and they never knew that that was coming through because sometimes these kind of character traits can come through unintentionally either through the actor's performance or through subtext that they might not even notice as they're writing it but like this is especially noticeable in the genie episode uh yes. with uh um with a uh, Giancarlo but alas so he shows up two seconds later he's like you saved my daughter from a horse I've never spoken to you You've maybe said one sentence to me because your mom demanded it. That was uncomfortable, but whatever. Hey, let's get married. I'm also going to get down on one knee because apparently that's a tradition we have in fairy tale land, even though it's barely been a tradition in our reality, except for the past couple centuries. I, I'm, I'm going to propose to you because I believe that this is the right thing to do, but I'm also going to accept your mom accepting for you. Again. Ew. This is a shitty king. This, this is a bad dude. Thing, shitty thing and a shitty mom. And the whole time Snow's sitting there like, this is the best day ever. I got a new mom. I'm so happy. Oh, okay. honey. No. Uh, yeah, this, I hated everything about this. Like, I, obviously, as a, as a, as a woman in 20, the year of our lower 2020, I always disliked the whole, let's marry our daughters away for you know, to, to marry them up the social ladder and to, to, to put them in these very uncomfortable situations. Again, the age discrepancy here is just so upsetting mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to <laughs> like that. And that's the thing that just makes me all icky where it's just like, if she wanted to, and she's like, hell yeah, I'll be the queen. I'll like, you know, this is, you know, a sugar daddy situation. I don't really care. I would like to do this. She wants zero part of it. She doesn't want to be a mom. She wants to marry this old dude. She wants to go and just live her idyllic, although she has no idea what she's 
going to marry into with a stable boy. Uh, but yeah, it's just, she's just sideswiped by all of this. And I hate all of it. I hate every single bit of it. Yeah, the fact that the mother accepted the proposal on her behalf, she never said a word, and the king was like, yeah, sweet, we're doing this, just shows that nothing about this is good, and none of these people are good people. Like, they, the king is a bad dude. I'm sorry. He sucks. I hate him. I feel like- Maybe he deserved to die. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. So I kind of feel like he did all of that for his daughter. Like, otherwise, he would have just been like, tell her she is marrying me. You know, to snow to 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 Cora and be like, "Hey, your daughter, she's going to marry me. Just let her know," uh, and that's what's going to happen. Um, and mm. if not, in a very Anne Boleyn style, I'll just behead her if she decides she doesn't want to wed me because I can't have people who don't want to marry me out walking around. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously Regina does not care for this one bit. So hmm. uh, darkness falls, and she flees into the stables looking for her beloved Daniel. And, um, and this is when we get that romance novel moment of truth. Uh, let's run away together. Let's get married. We're going to live happily ever after. This is true love. It's real. Uh, Cora will never accept us. So we just got to fucking go. <laughs> this conversation made me laugh, um, on a, on a personal note, uh, because just Regina's, uh, and I'll give it to Regina on this one, her naivety on what being poor would be like. Uh, because she doesn't, she doesn't know. Stable boy knows. Daniel knows. Daniel's like, this, this sucks. Like, your life is fine and my life's kind of fine because of how I'm employed. This, running away with me is not going to be super fun. And he keeps trying to tell her that. She's like, no, no, it's fine. I've been in this situation as the Daniel character. Uh, because... It was just a guy I was with. She's like, you know what? I think it'd be fine if we were poor for a little while and struggled. I'm just like, as someone who was not super poor, but poor nonetheless, just going, no, man. No one should be striving for this. <laughs> this is not a character-building moment for any of us. We should try to be comfortable. But sure, dude, whatever. Uh, I just love that Daniel keeps trying to tell her, honey, honey, we're going to live in a box. <laughs> we <laughs> can't feed the horses. We cannot take your horse with us. A horse eats too much. This is not two broke girls. The horse doesn't get to come. Uh, well, he does get, have one romantic moment with her because he's like, you know what? If we're going to do this, we're going to do it properly. He grabs a, a brass ringlet off the saddle and it magically fits Re Regina's finger. Of course it does. Uh, this is fairy tale love. Everything is fine and it fits perfect. It's beautiful. And they start making out and then all of a sudden, oh shit, who's there? It's, um... It's a child wanting to go for a ride in the middle of the night. It's very smart. Uh, uh, well, Snow White to go well, out. I just love the, like, the amount of shock she is. This is all very, like, caught my parents having sex kind of moment. Just like, oh my god! <laughs> because poor little Snow. She thought her love for the king was real. Well, yeah, and this, like, so Snow runs off, and Regina runs after her, and Snow is really upset. She's like, I thought you loved my daddy. We were going to be a family. Regina's like, I just met the dude. What are you talking about? Like, five minutes ago. Did you see me talking? I barely talked. Yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Oh, I almost knocked over my, my, my ginger beer. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm very passionate right now. And... And then Regina kind of explains to Snow, like, because she has to, like, calm this child down. 
Like, I don't love him. I love somebody else. Uh, true love. You don't fall in true love right away by meeting a guy and him accepting a proposal from your mother. That's not how it works, buddy. Damn it. And, and you know, Snow, I struggle with uh, naive or dumb. Or stu- uh, stupid. Dumb's not a good word. I apologize. Uh, she, I can't, she teeters between naive and just stupid. <laughs> so, as someone that has a four-year-old, the way that I explain a lot of things, like, he asks me questions, my, my child, he asks me questions that I give him real answers to. And watching him trying to put together, this is like the conversation about, like, Mary Margaret's learning a lot of information that she can't piece together. Uh, it, it It's interesting to watch how their brain works. And that's the same thing with, with my four-year-old is I tell him things that he understands, kind of. Like, he understands me and he illicitly trusts me. So he believes what I'm telling him is true. Um, I'll, I'll say very specifically in the the answer of what, why the sun follows us, he was asking me. And I have gave him this whole explanation about how the sun doesn't actually move. We The earth rotates around the sun. Uh, and he went, oh, and it's just like, you don't know. <laughs> like, you know God definitely what's happening right now. That's kind of the feeling I got from Snow, where it was just like, this is an adult telling her something. And she implicitly in- trusts this person. Because this is not something that Snow understands. This isn't something that she gets mm-hmm. and understands. And so I, so again, I, I have to continuously remind myself that she is a child. Uh, and it's just like. I don't love your father. Not like that. Um, he is the king. I'm supposed to do things when he asks of things. Um, but I'm in love with the other person that you just saw me suck a face with. Um, and that's why this whole thing, this is why I said that it, it, it makes it complicated with what happens later is because she, oh. Oh, I got a cat fight. Cat oh. fight. <laughs> this is Snow and, Snow and Regina are having a very real fight in, in, in Beth's house. It's just an actual cat fight. Yes. But this is why there's so much com- the complexity and why I feel complex about this is that like a- any a- anger channeled towards Snow is just being like, this is the child who didn't understand because what ends up happening is she is then again in the face of an adult who she thinks that she should trust because as an authority, you know, as a child who was a goody two shoes present and accounted for, <laughs> I trusted adults when they told me things. The fact that I was not abducted more is amazing. Because it was just like, this is an adult who knows everything in the entire world because that's what adults do. And I will trust them with anything that they tell me. And that's what Snow did. Snow blindly trusts everybody. And Regina tells her, I'm not in love, but it's fine, but you need to keep it a secret. Do you know what a secret is? Yes. Okay. (laughs) And everything's fine. Yeah, but I I do like that moment where she's like, you must must marry him. I'll go tell my dad. Yeah. He's totally gonna be fine. And she's like, oh god, oh god, oh god. god. I, no. Regina's face when she hugs Snow at the end, where she's just like, totally, we're totally gonna keep the secret forever. And then hugs her and just has that look of just absolute dread on her face, like, my entire life hangs in the balance of this small child. The small naive child. Oh my god. She How she long can't is she con- gonna keep the game up? She the can't control a horse. I can't I can't trust this kid. Oh, yeah, because she she can't keep up the game for long because uh, Snow and Cora end up in an area together because um, uh, that's Cora's Cora. Let's Cora just be Coring. honest. Cora already knows. Cora knows Regina is having an affair with Daniel. She just does not have proof. 
But yep. Cora already knows because Cora is very smart. So she pulls this master manipulator move and she's just playing completely on Snow's vulnerability because Snow lost her mother at a very young age and and that's a hard thing for her. And so Cora knows if she plays the as a mother card, which you never you never abuse the as a mother card. <laughs> Ever. That's just no, wrong. You no. only use it on a podcast. Exactly. Jesus, Cora. <laughs> and she's like, as a mother, I feel like my daughter is uh, is pulling away from me. You wouldn't know anything about not having a mother in your life who just wants what's best for you. And Snow's just like, Jenner's family. And then just blabs the whole goddamn thing. Yep. Close yep, the door she does. wide open. Yeah, she does. And so this is kind of where we can come back to that who is at fault conversation. Yes. Just for a moment. Because it is a complicated question. And I think the more that we've talked about Snow being a child, I just, I kind of feel like we should just put the blame where it resides, which is on Cora. Oh, yeah. It's Cora. It's Cora 100%. Um, I, I understand Regina's anger because, again, we can only be so angry at someone we already hate to our very being. <laughs> Like, I'm mad at Cora, And again, I'm also realizing now, just to backtrack the last episode, we also kept Cora's face in Wonderland hidden because you didn't want to be like, wait, why is her mom the lady from Wonderland? I get it now. It makes sense. It didn't dawn to me until this one. But it makes sense that Regina is projecting blame to the child because it's an easy person to blame and an easy person to get back at. Um... So I get it, but again, I, this makes a lot of the relationships with Cora like later more complicated, Mm -hmm. Uh, but Regina or Cora is a monster Mm -hmm. and did all of this. No, knowing exactly what she was doing. She knew exactly what she was doing from the beginning of this. The moment the first syllable came out of her mind and you were just like, this woman knows 15 steps ahead of whatever's going on. And I believe it. And she's a monster. So anyway. Yeah. Well, obviously Snow confesses, but in in a way where she's like she she's putty in Cora's hand. She believes that Cora wants nothing more than to do what is right by her daughter when really all she wants to do is do right by herself, which is in her mind what is best for her daughter. So, then later that night Regina and Daniel are about to scoot off forever. They're about to go live that <laughs> Regina's about to experience some real life poverty tourism and I don't think she's going to like it. Nope. But before that happens, oh shit. There's Cora. Bum bum bum. She knocks him back in the stable. She locks the doors behind them and they have this moment where it's a lot of double speak on Cora's part because that's what she is very good at. Because Regina says, this is my life. You just, you, you gotta let me live my life. And she's like, this is what you want? I just want what's best for you. And then she goes to Daniel and she's like, I just want what's best for her. And you have to understand as a parent, oh. you have to do what's best for your children. And Daniel is oh, so na- so naive. Such you a naive, dumb stable bra. You big dumb idiot. Oh, Regina, this guy... <laughs> 
Yeah, I kind of feel like maybe he wasn't worth it in the end. This guy has to be jacked. Like, I, I, <laughs> she's in love with him because she saw him, like, I don't know, putting the horses away and he was shirtless. Like, I don't know. And he has just, like, some Shakespeare quote on his shoulder, so he's super deep or something. I don't know. Like, I kind of <laughs> get it. He also kind of has the long hair and everything. But he's he just like, let me, that's my favorite part is because he just, like, the whole time you're just like, boy, this guy's dead. Because Cora the whole time is just like, Daniel, let me impart some wisdom on you. When you become a parent, wait, why did we jump 15 steps ahead? You know you need to do things for your children that aren't going to be very nice or pretty. And he's like, yes, thank you for this wisdom. You are truly a woman wise beyond her years. This is completely fine and completely normal. I'm going to go run away with your daughter now. And we're going to go be poor on the countryside together and live in a thatched roof cottage. It's going to be definitely fine. Of course, totally totally absolutely what's gonna happen also this is gonna happen oh no yeah r.i.p daniel she rips out his heart crushes it he is a dead dead boy and this and and this is an especially harsh moment because what, regina is crying she is distraught she looks up at her mother and her mother is like this is a lesson love is weakness hate everybody uh you're gonna be a queen now shut up like she didn't even think about it like it was heart there was not even like a speech of threatening him like whatever because he's a stable boy and he means nothing absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing so while regina is desperately trying to revive him she's just slowly crushing his heart into nothingness and my question is here the way Regina was, Regina didn't act horrified. Like, this seems like something, like, the first time you see it, you were just absolute like, you want to start throwing up or something. Just like, what in the hell are you doing? I feel like Regina has seen this happen before. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, Regina didn't act surprised that no. this happened. She was just very upset, understandably so. But no, no, she... Cora has uh Cora has a history with No, this is hearts. what's happened to the last three hand the the last three maids. <laughs> they didn't they didn't clean the sheets properly and no. Cora just had crushed their hearts crushed. like uh Goodbye. yeah, but, no this was I I I do love that Cora has this. I, I it's my favorite phrase was I feel like Cora's going through her own thing right now because Cora's just like you don't need men other than to socially climb. You don't need anything. You just need you and magic and power. Like, very Cersei Lannister. Power is power. It is nothing else. Like, you need to be powerful. And obviously, Regina's not buying it in that moment. But it washes over her very quickly. Yes, it does. Because in the next scene, she is um, getting fitted for her wedding gown. And uh, Snow is coming in and being like, catchphrase. And you're very pretty. And Regina, <laughs> Regina's like, thank you. She's just like, she's just, she's checked out. She is donezo. Uh, and then Snow goes, oh, I know you and Daniel are going to be so happy. And, and Regina just holds her horses for a hot second and goes, what do I, you do? I do like the Girl. idea that, I do like the idea that Snow is watching Regina put on uh, the most giant of wedding dresses going, this is a woman marrying a stable boy. <laughs> yeah. That's what's happening here. Um, the other direction I really liked on here are the, the women that were her like maids or whatever, mm-hmm. because it's like, she turned around really dramatically. She did nothing, but they all like 
grabbed her and turned her and she got to stand there and then they fluffed her gown. It's just like, shit, man, I needed these guys at my wedding. Like, just like every time I turn dramatically, there's like five women to like grab my train and move it for me. (laughs) And so that's, and and then they leave. They're just like, oh shit, this conversation is not meant for our ears. We must away. It's about to get drama because uh, Regina then realizes that Snow blabbed. Yep. Because, uh, because Snow didn't want Regina to lose her mother, which is a, which is understandable for Snow given her her trauma and her experience. But for Regina, it also makes sense on her perspective if Cora is a freaking monster. So both of them have, um, it's like a, a unstoppable force and immovable object. Mm-hmm. They 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 have diametrically opposed needs. Yes, Regina, Snow needs people to have their mothers in their lives. Regina needs her mother to be far away. Yes. And, and this is the part where I think Regina also realizes that in any sort of situation that this arises again, I need to tell the 12 year old, uh, to not trust my mother, because that was the key piece of information that I think would have kept this under wraps of being like, don't let my mom trick this out of you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't let her con you into telling her she's going to like, this is like the thing where they're just, you know, like the thing in TV shows where like, they said that you'd say that. They said that you'd say that. That's what you need to do. Be like, Cora's going to try to trick this out of you. Still don't tell her. Don't tell her no matter what happens. If you think about telling her, send her to me and then I'll tell her. And then like, you know, put up some defenses. But poor Regina. I, I, I mean, I kind of feel like that wouldn't work anyway. No, it wouldn't have worked. Cora's, Cora's smarter than that and she knows how to play that. Uh, but like Regina looks like she's on the verge of a complete collapse. She's about to scream at Snow's head off, but then the mask changes. And what I really like about this scene is you, you, you're seeing like the, the beginnings of the evil queen facade, but she's not good at it yet. So this isn't like, it's, it's a good performance from Lana. It is not a good performance from Regina. But it's not supposed to be because right. she's like she's got like a death mask over her face, or she's like, uh, "We're I know Daniel ran away. I love your father now. We're gonna be a family. I'm so happy." Dan- and- <laughs> Daniel went to a farm upstate. Everything's fine. Totally great. This is real and true love that you would read in a fairy tale. I have to go take a value now. Bye. <laughs> and and Snow could not be happier. She is the gleeest. She is sobbing in Regina's arms. Mommy, it's everything I could whine and for. And it's right at that moment that Cora shows up to congratulate herself um, on turning her daughter into a cold-blooded monster. I'm such a good mother. <laughs> but what Cora does not quite realize is that She's training her own replacement. Yeah. Yeah, this this is one of those things that I think... And, and again, it's a, it's a trope in shows, but I think it's also because it's a trope in real life where it's just like, if you try to create... If you try to weaponize your child in into some fashion, you're going to get burned eventually. Yeah. You cannot stop them from just absorbing more power than you because they're starting earlier. <laughs> You're imbibing them with a lot more power in the early, in the beginning. It's just, it's something you have to understand. And I don't think Cora and we get to this later, but like you have to understand that eventually your kid's going to be stronger than you because a, they're they have more resources, and b, your age is waning. 
Like, eventually, Korra, death will come for you. Like, this is what happens. Like, you eventually stop being as powerful as everybody and someone will replace you. And Korra was not prepared for that. I think that would have made her smarter uh, as a character, as if she was more aware of that. But I think that it it was her downfall, ultimately. I mean, everybody has a weakness, and her weakness is, I think, arrogance. Sometimes pride is is a weakness. If you think if you think you're smarter than everyone else, most of the time you're going to be right, but every once in a while you are going to be dead set wrong, and you're not going to see it coming. Um, and the so this is kind of where we leave Regina. She recognizes that her mother is a threat. She recognizes that her mother spooked Snow White's horse on purpose to Mm -hmm. get every the ball rolling. But Snow, but Regina also recognizes that she can't target Cora yet. So she's got to be like that's she's not at that place yet. She's not powerful enough. No. She will be one day, but not yet. In the meantime, she needs somebody else to blame, and she's going to blame her new stepdaughter Snow, saying, "I should have let her die on that horse." And that is where Regina's hatred of Snow comes from. And she, even though it really was Cora's fault, Snow was a child. Regina holds on to that grudge for so long to the point where I don't even think she really remembers where it came from. It's just a pure rage and anger that she cannot look at rationally. So it's just spread to this point where she has framed a school teacher for murder. Yeah. And I think it also is one of those, it was her first love. Um, and he, he did like, it's mm-hmm. not like he left and we get to reprise this later. Like he did, he did, he not coming back. And the only thing you have, like, and there was never a bad part. Like at no point she was in that point. Like we've all been there where you're so in love with this person you just met, or you're in the first couple of months. This man has no flaws. <laughs> He's the perfect man. I can't believe I've scooped up the perfect man. But now he died because someone murdered him. The only thing you can do in your head is to build him up even further. Mm -hmm. You build him and build him. It's like a vacation. Like someone you met on vacation and had like like an affair with or something and then you leave. You're just like, it's always going to be the greatest love affair of your life because nothing bad happened. It was just a week of awesome. Uh, And so she never gets to like, Snow just keeps getting worse because eventually like the dad dies and then everyone loves Snow so much and the just just has to make it worse. But uh yeah, this is like um Jack and Rose in Titanic. Like that man, Jack had no flaws and then he died. We never got to find out what it was like to be poor. Like real poor, like Jack would have shown her. Uh so she just idolizes that love. That's what that's what I see mm-hmm. with Regina. And obviously we 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 come back to that point I, next season is it next season when we do that i don't remember where what like, with where... with frank with dr frankenstein oh yeah i think that's season two okay uh, but in the meantime we've got regina in her big mansion holding daniel's ring being like we did it oh my we god she's nuts she's 100 percent insane like she's just lost her mind <laughs> she's just like yes don't worry daniel but i don't think she's actually got her because something happens no um as as Emma is apologizing to August as he kind of tries not to limp out of Granny's. Also, like how many signs there are pointing to Granny's. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big sign on the building next to it pointing at it as if you could miss it. 
Um, she's just like, listen, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like whatever. And then you just hear Ruby scream, a blood curdling scream. And uh, Emma goes running because that's what she does. She runs into trouble. She does mm-hmm. what she does. That's why she makes a good sheriff. She runs into the trouble. She's like, she's back there. It's like, oh my God. Which I think Ruby thought it was a dead body. Like, I think it, it was looked just, like a dead body. It did. I don't but blame her. Emmy, Emma goes running up and it's just like, oh my God. She's covered in dirt. It's a body that is covered in dirt that is not moving per se at the moment. So it's just like, oh my God. Someone found the dead body. Pull the shoulder. Oh shit. It's a definitely alive Catherine. <sighs> How did we, you can just imagine all the thoughts running through Emma's head, by the way, it's just be like, but, but we found your, hmm, hmm, hmm. your heart, your I, heart was in a box. It's and you're a heart here. in a box. Is my heart in a box? <laughs> Step one, we steal the box from snow. Step two, okay. Yeah, so Catherine's alive. Step three, frame she the looked- murder, you see. Catherine, she looks pretty good for a dead bitch. Uh, She's alive! Yay! Yes, and that is where we end the episode. Season 1, episode 18, The Stable Boy. And it's a... It's a rough one. Um, I I feel like this might be kind of the lowest point origin story that we get. I don't think we get another one. uh, Because I was looking at kind of the next couple episodes. We've got the return i don't even remember that one it's probably Belle. oh oh that one's that one is uh i think that one's sad too that one might be sad. yeah that one is sad too all right we got another sad one coming up oh good got another Yay, sad, sad story involves rumple and his and his balefire boy <gasps> oh no no you know what i'm talking about it's sad <laughs> oh my god it's this i feel like this is the part where they've just like push the big snowball down the down the hill and it just starts going Mm -hmm. i i like this episode i really did uh this was this is not what i was expecting uh uh, when i originally watched the show this is not what i was expecting of the origin story for regina and snow's hatred back Mm -hmm. and forth uh because it does make sense that snow also knows what she did yeah, uh, because in the original fairy tale, Snow has no idea. Snow's never met this woman. She, like, the the evil queen just is like, "Who's the fairest of them all?" And the mirror's like, "This lady," and she's like, "I will kill her." This has background. This has history. This has a little bit of nuance to it. I like it. It's and very, it's very good. Yeah. Also, like it does the perfect thing where it's like, "Oh, we're gonna kind of like let the gas off our bad guy here." But when we do that, we're going to introduce another bad guy. <laughs> yeah. The the bad guy behind the bad guy. The yep. root of the evil. And I'm looking forward. I, I don't know if we get much more of Cora this season, but she becomes a major presence in the next season. And it is going to be real choice, you guys. That's all I can say. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for... I'm excited for... How many... I, I ask this every week. It's mm-hmm. 24 episodes or 20... 22 i think uh yeah 22 episodes wow we're Uh, getting there yeah we only have uh four more episodes in this in season one so we're we're in we're a month away from from the uh from the drag (laughs) from the basement and sword and um so a surprise yeah definitely a super secret surprise that no one knows about it's fine Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to our wonderful patrons, especially our snow queens. That would be Lisa Slack, Patrick Stevens, Jacob Fulcalt, Paul Brian Sanina, Blake Brinkley, and Zach Chobanoff. You guys are all awesome, and thank you so much for your continued support. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can get access, early access to episodes, bonus content, and, of course, a personal shout-out if you would so choose, if you want. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Whatever. That's just what I'm saying. I like saying names. You guys are great. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can join our wonderful Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Timing. You can follow us on Twitter at OUA Timing. I am at Beth Elderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And we'll be back next week with season one, episode 19, The Return. And uh, get, get, get those Kleenex ready, you guys, because it's, uh, it's the boy. It's the, the sad boy. boy. There's actually a couple weeks of sad boys, because then after that we get Pinocchio, another sad boy. There's lots of sad boys, y'all. Sad boys. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, and Abby. We will see you next week. See you next week, Beth. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.